Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Cliff Vaughn, the media producer at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Today's guest is Danny E. Aiken, author of Staring at Dementia, Lessons from Mother. He is joining us remotely from Athens, Georgia. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. A standard question we ask authors on Good Faith Reads, tell our listeners in a sentence or two what the book is about. The book is about my mother, her legacy, as I understand it, and also to talk about the transition that she went through, but the transition that I went through is her primary caregiver, and also for the reader to take home some idea of camaraderie with people who go through this with dementia with their parents, maybe what to expect. It certainly doesn't take away the pain of dementia. It doesn't do that at all, but it just gives a a voice to someone who has gone through that. You may go through that. So uh, there's some commonality. There's uh, it's okay to be angry. I was at times. Uh, not to the point of any of anything other than just that that anger, but there's humor. There's humor in there too. So look for that. But I think Cliff, one of the most important things I'd like to say, and I got this from a book from John Swinton, and I refer to that in the book. It's it's looking for the self that is left in that parrot. Sometimes it's hard to see. But John Swinton calls for us caregivers to look for that self, that person that's really there that you've known. And I did. And I saw that in Mother. Sometimes it was disguised and it was hard to find, but it was there. It was there in her kindness. It was there in her wisdom. Even even in dementia, it was at times there in her words. And then the last thing I would say is, to people who might read this book, write these stories down of your parents. Don't let them go because you will forget them and you won't have them anymore. So write them down. At a couple of points in the book, you relay conversations you had with doctors and others about realizing in the moment the significant changes that were happening. For example, in one of the early conversations with your mother's doctor about Alzheimer's, you asked the doctor, are we in a life change Yes was the answer. So can you talk about confronting and giving voice to those realities of significant fundamental life change? Mother was in independent living up until then. And after, after those series of events I talk about in talking with the doctor, we realized that she could not stay alone. And uh, I have two brothers that live about an hour and a half away. And we knew that we had to make some plans for someone to be with her. So we bought an air mattress. Uh, we took turns. We moved in. We stayed uh, during the uh, uh, evenings there for a while. And we were with her all the time. And we tried to make sure that uh, <laughs> things were not really available to her, like laxatives that she was taking that we mentioned that uh, the doctor says she doesn't need to be taking those. And so we, we tried to adjust that. And we, uh, we took turns two or three days each staying with her. So we had to change our lifestyle a little bit for that. Uh, and then as all of us talked about, we saw big changes in her during that time that surprised us and disappointed us and caused us to look further at what we need to do. 
I was struck by the quotidian nature of the challenges and how the fundamental nature of them, like where am I going to live, how am I going to get dressed, who prepares my food, even though there's some disappointment or heartache or frustration, the ways in which just the focus on those fundamental questions really offered this clear lens through which to focus on life. Um, any, any thoughts about that or memories about that or disagreements or ruminations on how end of life brings life itself more into focus, if that makes sense? Well, Mother was in a very good place. The uh, retirement center she was had independent living. It had personal care and it had memory care all together. So she was there from her time that she went over for that period of time uh, in the same general location. So we were changing um, where she was physically by a few feet, maybe. Uh, she, mother was Mother was always easy to get along with. She wanted things to work. She wanted us to be in agreement. And uh, to disagree with mother was not good. And not only did you have to, to, uh, to agree to something, uh, I mean, to permit something, you had to agree to it. You know, we always had to be, in so she was, but that wasn't something that put you off. It was just mother. She wanted order. She wanted this internal order, boundaries that she always had. And she wanted those, and she wanted those in the family. And that was the big problem with dementia is all that was disrupted. Her internal order was disrupted. And I refer in the book to, uh, to uh, some of the uh, early Jewish uh, prophets and what they were writing about and how they were trying to maintain this order for Israel. Well, I saw mother in that. Her, her order was disrupted. How can I get this order back? And, and she couldn't. She couldn't get it back. But it was a, a disturbing factor for her. So you know, I found great relief in talking to her and occasionally finding a point that we could talk about that she really knew. And one was sewing, uh, the ability to sew. She was very good at it. And once we got into that conversation uh, during the time of dementia, she was absolutely spot on in what she talked about and just talked elegantly about that for so long. So there were these moments of self that came out that we could see and equally relate to. And then there was times when she later on, she didn't recognize me and she was uh, she was wasn't belligerent, but she didn't recognize me. <laughs> and so I wasn't put in the best framework uh, because I was uh, more or less intruding in a way. But uh, that was short lived and she came about. So during the whole time, Cliff, it was it wasn't fun by any means, but it wasn't uh, harshness either. And she never got mean spirited. Like, like some do in dementia. Not their own fault, but they get mean-spirited. She, she never was that way. She was kind. We'll be right back in 30 seconds with more Good Faith Reads. Lot Carey is proud to bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest pastors coast to coast. Our new podcast, Pilgrimages of Striving and Thriving, delivers wisdom from the Black church for the whole church. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or listen online at lotcary.org. That's L-O-T-T-C-A-R-E-Y dot org. We look forward to the pilgrimage with you. 
Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. Today we're joined remotely by Danny E. Aiken, author of the Good Faith Media book, Staring at Dementia, Lessons from Mother. I'm Cliff Vaughn, the media producer at Good Faith Media. Dan, could you tell us about your writing process? Did you set weekly goals, give yourself word count mandates? Did you face writer's block? You mentioned that you were journaling about the experience as you lived it, which was a process over a number of years, but can you just talk about process a bit? Yeah, be happy to. Uh, I joined a writing group here in Athens after I retired, and we would get together and we would write stories and we would read the stories. And so I began to write about mother. She was an independent living at that time. And so I had some interesting stories, such as the time that I was asked to go get uh, by her a bra, which was really a surprise to me and kind of threw me a loop. But I wrote about that and uh, some humorous ideas. That, and so I began to, and I continued to write those stories and read them. And then as, as mother transitioned and other things, I began to continue to write, but I began to think of something bigger and broader and perhaps a book. So what does it mean to people who are dealing with dementia? How do they handle it? What are the common experiences? Yeah, you, you quote a social director at the facility where your mom lived who told you that the only thing that was normal was the setting on a washing machine. And I love that because on the one hand, we feel that our problems are unique and special, and they are. And on the other hand, families are walking a well-worn path taken by other families. Did you talk with other people who were had gone through similar situations? Uh, I mean, you talk about writing the book as an aid or a help or a comfort for other people, and it certainly is that. Um, thoughts about sort of the the ways in which our path is both unique and common? Yeah, uh, that's a good point, Cliff. There was a, uh, a group of us that met, a uh, support group that met, and there was a chaplain, Chaplain Mark there, who led us in that. And so we, we had outside speakers at time, but mostly we just spoke about what we were going through. And so it was a lot of common factors. Uh, how often should I visit? How long should I stay? What's the best time to leave? A lot of those common questions to us that you, when you get into it, you say, well, I didn't think about that. How do you do that sort of thing? And uh, how do you, this is the important thing I think too, is how do you deal with someone who is just not with it? that you that maybe you're trying to say we don't do that anymore and you never thought that well the common idea that came about was you don't argue with them you go along with them it doesn't matter you just make life is is uncomplicated and as good as you can for them and it's called uh, uh, fantasy uh, validation therapy I didn't know it had a name, but Chaplain Mark told me the name. And so I think you get into a point, you don't challenge, you don't try to correct. There's no need in doing that. You just make things as easy and simple as you can. And so that was one thing that came about. And it came about uh, and was confirmed from the support group. So yes, we did have that. And of course, I was able to sit in with mother in the dining hall and there were other uh, family members there and we would talk. And so there was a lot of, uh, of good ideas that came from that. So there was a support group. An important note to all of our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. 
If you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Dan, I wonder if you might read for us a sentence or two from the book that you think is critical for listeners to hear, either because it represents the book or because you think it's especially important for listeners to hear right now. Cliff, I would like to read something from the preface of the book that says a little bit about why I wrote it. So why did I write this book? I did so mostly because I want to share the legacy of mother, a woman who, without fame, wealth, or status, at least as the world defines it, deeply influenced the lives of her sons, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, extended family, church, neighbors, friends, and retirement home staff. I want to recall the self still present in the selfless saint. However, I also want to relate mother's transition to dependence and mind to caregiver and confess those feelings, joy, anger, frustration, love, humor, amazement, that a caregiver experiences during these transitions. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Danny E. Aiken, author of Staring at Dementia, Lessons from Mother. The book, along with more than 100 other titles, is available as both a print book and ebook at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore. Dan, we appreciate you being our guest today. Thank you. <laughs>